four, three, two, one. Told you we'd be back. You notice how I say that at the end of every single show? We will be back next week. That's like one of my catchphrases. We literally will. It's a real thing. Um, but, like, I haven't been on for a while. I mean, I don't know how long it's been. It's probably been, like, a couple weeks or so. But I've just been real busy and, like, I haven't really had the time like i said this, a lot of people in the podcasting world can attest to this but i haven't had the time to do one like sit down literally like an hour of my day i don't have a time to do that for an hour of my day because how how fucking hot it's been have you been paying attention to the weather the weather's been like horribly shit like crazy like all fucking tornadoes and hurricanes and tsunamis and everything i mean if you look at all that shit i mean i wouldn't be surprised but yeah i haven't i haven't um I haven't been on, but, like, I haven't stopped, like, what is it, thinking about it. That's the thing. Like, I, I don't think, I don't not think about not doing it. I actually put pressure on myself to release shows every single week. And I do release them every single week. I think, actually, is like, the last time that uh, I did the show, the last episode, actually. Let's look real quick. Uh, how's everyone going, by the way? This is Kicking It With The King, if you don't know already. I mean, if you started listening already, you might as well keep listening. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kicking it With The King, episode 199. You heard that first. You heard that correct. Episode 199. We're one episode away from the biggest one, episode 200. That's the best part. Um, obviously, there's an amazing fight night, a big card, and one of the biggest probably culture wise and and just probably event wise and just the whole where it is and everything so there's a lot of huge fight night this weekend um obviously i wouldn't miss up an opportunity to talk about that break those fights down really interesting fights we got a lot of stuff to talk about when it comes to that but like i said episode uh 199 of kicking it with the king my name is gabriel hernandez um before we get started ladies and gentlemen just be sure to follow our show on Instagram and Twitter at KWTKPod. Let's get the number count rising, the body count rising in a good way. Good bodies, active bodies, real bodies, people that want to hear and and be a part of the best content, some of the most, uh, you know, mindful thoughts. And and I give my every, and I'll give, I'm like so nervous, I haven't been back in hell long. But I give my, my absolute best knowledge and, and deep thoughts and super patient thinking like I think deeply about a lot of the things before I talk about them and I just kind of give my put my best foot forward each and every time when it comes to these episodes but like I said yeah follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well at G the King MMA I've kept the handle exactly the same I mean if you guys have listened to my show like dating years back and shit you notice I changed it like four times four iconic times throughout my whole entire life hey there's nothing wrong with that I mean that's that's better than like anything else like oh I mean I changed my password a million times too but I've had like one of the same one one of my most common passwords that I use for a lot of the things that I sign in on are um the same it's the same password from the myspace days i'm not going to say the password on on the internet because as of late people seem to really like to target me and uh come after me in my own life so uh it's pretty crazy but uh yeah like i said it's good to be back ladies and gentlemen it is uh what is it uh i don't even know the dates or the days of the week anymore i just grind 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 every single day but it's uh thursday uh September 5th, yes, we are in the month of September, and I was making a funny point the other day about that, 
like September. It seems so close, like September, October, November, December. And it seems so crazy because like September seems like, oh, September it would be like September, November, December, but not September, October, November. But I guess that's the way the months are. But it just seems so weird. Like I feel like we're so much more closer to the holidays than ever. But we still haven't faced Halloween yet. We still haven't faced uh, Thanksgiving. We still have all these different fucking holidays to um, still have. That's the thing. But, like, this this whole year has gone by really fast. And, and it's a lot of pressure. A lot of, I mean, depending on the type of people you are, you don't, I mean, don't put too much pressure on yourself when it comes to, to doing and shit, doing and accomplishing shit. I'm just saying, personally, this year has taught me a lot. It's, I've done a lot in this year. There's been so much that's going on in this year. The next year is a clean slate. The rest of this year is to, you know, finish the homework. Like, basically ready myself for a new year obviously it's a new day it's a new opportunity it's a clean slate because now if you look at it and you think about your situations you're literally sitting here saying oh this happened last year like oh i got in a relationship yes last year or i got in a fight last year or i did this specific job last year like oh last year you don't I mean like oh yeah last year was real cool like you talk to people like it's really in the past like oh yeah i was there a couple weeks ago it was pretty cool like if you if it's it sound that sounds normal right if you say that like oh like i've been doing this for a couple of weeks or a few months but you know a few years or some shit like that was it sounds a lot better but like you know you get what i mean right just the whole process few years few months it it sounds right. You get you get what I mean though. But anyways, um, like I said, if it's real good to be back, and I have like I said, I have learned a lot. And podcast wise, that's part of my life, and and production and putting out the best possible shows I can for the fans, for everyone that's closer, for all the newer people that keep coming in and keep spreading the word. But uh, the thing is, there's a lot of people out. There's a lot of podcasts. You've got to be a real avid thinker, a deep thinker, someone that really likes to get super deep in thoughts and stuff like that. It's it the pod, My podcast is not for everyone. That's the thing. Regardless of if you're a fight fan or not, you may just not like the vibe. You just may not like the energy. But if you are an open mind thinker and you can think straight and you really expand your thoughts to be open to a lot of people's uh potential thoughts and 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 their their scenarios and all these other people's opinions and how they see certain things going but you know a lot of people depending on what what your preference is and your what what you like and what you like as as in like a a podcaster or a, a, a entertainment artist or a fighter everyone has their preferences for everything so i realized that and i understood that so long ago so like i mean how i said earlier this year when i like retire i said i retired i stopped doing the show and and there's a lot of people out there that haven't been doing it for as long as i have but then they, then again fast forward there's people that have been doing it twice as long as i've had like I've I've been in this game for five years when it comes to podcasts and and shows and and consistency back to back to back you know a couple of little hiccups here and there where I would go a couple weeks a few weeks a month without doing the show but I never lost touch with mixed martial arts world that's the one thing I never did I never what is it like I've never lost touch like I I've been here the whole entire time that's the thing that sounds kind of familiar I think mean, yeah I I have I've been here the whole whole entire time I haven't. Um, 
I haven't taken like breaks or anything. I mean, I've, I've from a show and stuff, but I never stopped like thinking about what I was, what what was next or what's coming up or some big, big, huge fights that I've been excited for and, and just breaking everything down. But no, I, I haven't, I haven't uh, done none of that. I've kept the consistency for years and stuff. So, so that's why I feel I separate myself. Or I separate. Um, like, I try to separate myself because, obviously, you can get in your own heads and stuff sometimes. And, you know, that was kind of the reason why. I don't know why I'm ranting, by the way. I sincerely apologize. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, like, like I, I've put in the work for years. And the, just the fact that I simply know that allows me to realize that I can do something to inspire and, and create for others. I mean, that's the thing. I'm doing these things. And, you know, like I said, basically, just to sum it up, I don't care at this very moment. Like, you know, I'm not angling to have hundreds of thousands of people. It might be quite overwhelming, to be honest with you. I wouldn't be able to reply to all those things. But if I can touch base with the most important people and build myself up, because I don't necessarily feel like I'm, I'm, I'm like, there yet like I'm I feel like I'm amazing and I'm 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 there but I'm not there at the same time like I I feel like I need to work at it more that's the thing and I'm really analytical I pay a lot a lot of attention to these things I get real deep that's how I am that's how I that's how I live life like I live I take everything into consideration I I picture multiple scenarios I imagine I envision different things happening and it's like uh um like a book almost like a what is it? Like, you you guys do it all the time. I mean, people do it all the time, you know. Like, okay, so I imagine tomorrow work's going to be busy or I'm going to do this test that's going to be hard or this is going to be this way. You you picture these scenarios and that's what I do. Like, I do it 25-7, literally. It's like all I do all day long is think about stuff, imagine stuff, be motivated by different stuff and just have constant thoughts flowing in my head. The constant vibes never stop that's kind of that's a um that's the kind of thing but it also can be very overwhelming too it also really really is but uh i thought that guy was wearing a cub swanson shirt i was about to say that's cool but it's not it's a mickey mouse shirt um some guy's wearing a cup i thought he was wearing a cup swanson shirt i mean one with the with the big bear cub on the front but uh what i was saying is like the consistency and stuff and and just being on top of everything that's the that's the part that a lot of people lack and you know um not everybody thinks like that that's the thing but i have obsessive thinking and not like i'm not like crazy or anything i'm just dedicated to knowledge and and i've told people this so much times but like versus me having a childhood you know as a teenager going out partying drinking doing all the stupid shit that people usually would do nowadays or you know back in the day too a lot of people can attest to you know their crazy party life and stuff a lot of people that have that can definitely relate to this but like i i just never did that personally i mean nowadays like i kind of do a little more partying it's a lot more fun but it doesn't get in the way of my consistency with with my with my work with with my workout with with anything that i do it's like it's there's no there's consistency but it's like some people will do things and then start to keep doing things over and over and get sucked into something bad like you're getting you're, you're consistent with partying or drinking and instead of you know, going to school or going to work or doing something that you're supposed to be doing every single day. But, um, it's like that for me, I'm able to do everything and kind of time management and just 
life management, like put it all together, like pay bills on time or, or go to work on time or do all. I'm very structured, basically, like structured. But like if you go super deep into like like the mind and stuff, basically, it's, there's, there's no structure that everything's bouncing around like atoms, like a fucking electric circuits, like freaking the solar system. Everything's just going around like just constant, 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 constant. It just it doesn't stop it doesn't ever stop. If you can hear it, if you just hear me ranting, I wasn't even like, I wasn't even going to talk about all this, but it just happened to come into fruition. But um, the thing is, I think it's important to communicate how you truly feel, to really let people understand your complex ways of thinking and stuff. So I think it's really important to to share those kinds of things. But um, anyways, uh, we have like a whole list of things and uh little notes I, I've started to do notes every single day like uh be consistent with the notes like I, I started just doing free-handed and stuff but I put a lot of pressure on myself to where like I want to make sure I have a good good shows and and I and I do uh and I do talk about every single necessary thing that I felt like I wanted to talk about because there's been some times where I'll slip and I won't say something or I'll forget to say something or talk about something specifically or put like the best input in and sometimes it fucks it up so I mean it's pretty crazy but yeah like since I've been off though one last thing real quick I haven't I have I've just been chilling I've been relaxing staying cool in this crazy ass weather uh hanging out with family uh obviously like normal life like I said uh bullshit dealing with bullshit as usual not like not like negative bullshit but I've actually like really worked on a lot like mentally emotionally spiritually like through all those different realms and different uh areas i've worked on so much and it's like um one of the things was like just like the mind the mind is like the most powerful part of the body that's the thing that's that without your brain without your head without your mind you don't have anything and and you don't have anyone actually so um what i said like a lot of that was i i worked on i worked on a lot of my just my mind and intelligence uh from that to the types of people that I choose to have around from and have around and here and stuff like that I I really paid attention to that kind of stuff how do I handle it um my negative like not my negative like being able to channel my negative thoughts about people like that but you know over time I really just sat around and observed people because I haven't necessarily been a, a person that's been real open uh, up until now. Like, obviously, I host a podcast. I uh, won't shut the fuck up when it comes to tweeting and stuff. So pretty sure I talk a lot. So it'd be crazy. Like, oh, I've heard people say, like, oh, you don't come off as the shy type. Or you don't come off as a quiet type. Oh, get locked in a room or a car with me. We'll talk for hours. Random shit every single day. Very observant and shit like that, too. I look like and notice everything. Like, my mind just always going. That's why I'm confident in the fact that I can be one of the best fighters and um, best minds in the sport of mixed martial arts. A, a really unique mind, someone that sees things that other people don't see. I see holes. I see. I see flaws. I see tendencies. I see positives. I see negatives. I see everything. I can read people so good, and it's crazy because, like, since I've been off too, I keep I keep alluding to this. Like, since I've been off, I've done hella shit. Since I've been off, it seems to be the case all the time because shit's constantly always going. But um, like, just I've I've gotten real good at reading people too. So it's like I like to read and write. <laughs> it's crazy because I'm at school saying read and write, but like literally, it's like not not physically, 
well, writing physically, but reading, like, I just read people like I can tell just by being around them, by what they say, what they're talking about. You hear that accent in the back talking? I'm talking, what is it, like a Boston accent? But, um, yeah, so I'm, I don't know how, man, but I've been able to do that. I've, I've, I think it's just because I've had so many of those types of people around now to the point where um, I'm very knowledgeable of what's around me. I'm very knowledgeable of the direction the world's going when it comes to the generations, how people act, what they do, how they do it, what's popular, what's trending in the social media or in the world, what people are truly talking about, what's truly going on. And um, this podcast, actually, uh, we have a lot of fighting stuff to talk about, but we, we can get to that later and stuff. Uh, obviously, UFC 242 and, and Abu Dhabi, Dustin Poirier, Khabib Ramagomedov, game plans, how Dustin can stop Khabib, uh, what kind of fight it is. We're going to talk about all that, I promise, guys. Um, com- but also, congrats to Wei Li Zheng. Uh, for defeating Jessica Andrade in under a minute to become the first Chinese-born UFC tra- champion, women's female champion. I mean, there's Chinese fighters, there's Korean fighters, but none of them have been a champion in the UFC. So quick congrats to Jessica Andrade. We'll get to fight talk a little bit later on in the show, but let's continue on with what I was saying. But it's like, so like the growth, your growth and stuff. So your growth and within is very important. So your growth comes with sacrifice, comes with failures, comes with shitty people, comes with unnecessary bullshit. But like once you learn how to get that shit out of your life, it makes it so much easier, man. Like I've, I've, I swore like, oh, I'm just going to deal with, with complete bullshit back to back to back. But, you know, obviously it's life. And, you know, a lot of people say that you're going to be dealing with that your whole life. Yeah, but if I can make the opportunities of dealing with that bullshit as slim as possible, then I will do that. I will jump into it. I will make all the necessary adjustments. And I, I will do that because I'm very dedicated to myself and, and dedicated to the closest people to me because it's a, it's a loyalty thing. That's a big thing I've been talking about. Um, and um, been big thing I've been talking about. And if you follow my social media um, and my snap and stuff, you know that I like to write. So, like, I write, like, detailed captions and really thoughtful quotes and stuff. So, it's, like, that's my way of kind of, like, connecting with people without connecting. It's, like, you never know who reads them and stuff, so it's important. Um, But, like, it also relieves me, too. Like, uh, if you're ever pissed off or you're ever mad or you just feel like you're so angry and you're shaky, you're like, what the fuck? I'm so mad. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. And you just, you're... You're fucked, like you're pissed, and you just feel like there's no solution to what it is that that whatever it is you're going through. But for me, like over time, I like I would get mad or pissed off. I'll, you know, get a little angry, like angry thoughts, like oh fuck you up or I'll beat your ass. That's like how I would think. To who? Hold on, I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> Whew, bless you. Thank you. Just kidding. No, um. But, like, I'll get mad and have negative tendencies or negative things. Like, I'll just mainly think about negative thoughts. And I want to never, never, like, really, like, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like, I never would find something healthy to do while being mad. That's the thing. I hate being mad. I hate being upset. It's not something I like. It pisses me off. Um, I try to, it pisses me off to be mad. How crazy does that sound? But, uh. Yeah, I just don't, I mean, like, I'm a big peace guy. I like peace. I like positivity. I like focus. Good vibes. I don't like bullshit, man. 
I don't cause bullshit for anybody. Like, relationship-wise, I've, I've only tried to create positive relationships with people throughout my whole entire life. And I feel I do that. I feel I inspire. I have a lot of tools. I have a lot of promise. I have a lot of uh, interesting points when it comes to a lot of stuff. I'm very open-minded. I'm very, you know, both sides. I benefits on both sides. I do things. I look, I look at things from all areas. I'm not one-sided. There's people that think one-sidedly in their lives. And how can you feel accomplished with yourself? There's people that feel that, that treat you pe- other people like shit and, and swear up and down that they're the best people in the world. No, where do you get those false delusions? There's a lot of people in this world that are living with false illusions of reality. And it's a, it's a fucked up thing to be associated and a part of, but that's, a, that's the world we live in. And only you know you, and you can stand out, and you can fight the army. You can fight the people that do this. Not literally, but you can be against it. If you're not all, I'm not all about that fake shit. I don't fuck with all that. So if you're on that fake shit, get the fuck out of my life, basically. But, okay, I think that's enough ranting. <laughs> Quickly, we'll just run down the list. Like I said, uh, I was... I was going to talk about the advancement of technology and stuff. We'll do this later. But I don't want to make it like a too long and stretchy, like too long podcast. I want to get to like the extra exciting shit. Like those are just my high thoughts writing down, like talking about technology advancing. It's only, let's just quickly get into it. Technology advancing, Khabib Poirier, and my thoughts on Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. That's what we're going to talk about next. Um, However, uh... Like I was saying, um, what was it? Well, one last thing, one last thing, I promise. But yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with all that drama shit, man. There's people on drama, like women or someone, like a girl, like some girl. I, I that's the one good thing I'm very experienced with. And actually, um, I'm I'm experienced with all sides of life. Though. That's the thing. Um, like men, women, just people in general, just very very aware of the the bullshit that people can cause and i'm a little too aware though if that sounds uh if that sounds like if that's a thing can you ever be too aware of something like i'm too aware like i feel like i've done all i all my learning early but how what i was going to talk about later kind of ties into this like how technology is going to be in 20 years how things evolve so fast like shit Imagine 20 years from now, like, how the fuck things are going to be. Like, I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear up and down, like, I have all this knowledge, and I do. I'm so smart, along with all these other people. Like, all these people are fucking smart nowadays, and and younger, smarter, you know, older, dumber. People are like that. The trend's kind of weird nowadays, but, like, just how is it going to be later on? Because how fast technology's evolving, how shitty society is. I mean, natural disasters, it seems like there's just, like, a lot of things that people aren't talking about. But then again, like, half this shit I can't control. I'm not the fucking president or the fucking Superman of the world. I can't help all these people out. I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to send money to people or, you know, a donation or help put out fires or some shit. Why don't they just dump a fuck ton of water on the Amazon? Why aren't they putting it out? But then again, it's, I mean, that's, it, 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 people like to categorize bullshit and stuff and say, oh, well, it's not our country or it's not well motherfucker it's your world though right you want to breathe you want to be alive you want to live to breathe another day right i mean i for me personally like when i say that 
it's like you know how people saying are saying that the Amazon's the lungs of the world, right? It is, it li- like literally is, but like, not not like literally like without the Amazon, how it's burning right now. It's not like we're all like <gasps> fucking dying and shit. So like that's the main. Um, it's not. It's not like a fucking Death Star. You fucking main reactor. It's not the main reactor of the fucking planet, but it just really will fuck things up. I'm not a scientist or anything, too, so I don't, don't look for any technical terms on that. I don't talk about shit like this usually, but uh, it's not like we still have so much more life on Earth supporting it. Like you know, trees and shit. Without trees, we'd all be dead for sure. But like, um, fuck, I'm so high. I like really smoked a lot before and I was kind of nervous too so um so it's just like you know we could be doing a lot more and paying attention to a lot more important things that's why when it comes to people that are stupid as fuck to me and are on some straight up bullshit I don't want you in my not not like I don't want you in part of my life man to be honest with you like I've been cold-hearted and real with people and just straight up some people don't like it like, I've turned a lot of things down. I've had people try to, uh, you know, buy me in and stuff. Like, literally, money-wise. Like, oh, if you do this, man, you'll, I'll give you this. Or I'm not, fuck you, man. Go fuck yourself. Like, I'm not, never would be bought in by money, nor would I ever be bought in by, like, lured in to do something that's negative towards someone else. Like, if I have some shit going on with that person, then I will. I'll engage in it. But if it's not my problem, man, I really, really don't give a fuck. I mean, I, I give a fuck, but bullshit stuff I don't give a fuck about like if I have a friend that has a problem or they want to talk to me about something that that's going on um then I'll help them but like at the end of the day like other people's problems are theirs like I don't I mean I, I care but I don't care at the same time it's like there's so much going on to where I just can't focus on everyone I already told you like has has as a uh, as creative as my mind is and how much shit's in my mind already there's like I don't know how much room there is. Like it's like it's like a unlimited my uh, unlimited gigs. I may just be like the only person on the planet that has more than more than ten percent of my brain accessed. No, I'm, just, I'm fucking kidding. But uh, like it's just a uh, I don't know. Just I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I just don't feel like anyone else. I don't. I I don't feel like there's people in, in competition with me or any. I mean, I don't like to. I said I got done saying this yesterday, but I don't think of myself as competition. I don't like. I don't like. I don't see other people as competition. Like I don't categorize myself. I don't try to compete with anyone. I mean, I'm I'm doing what I do, and everyone does what everyone else does. But I just feel like there's a lot of people that aren't on the level that I am when it comes to the mind, the body, soul all that shit, there's nobody on that, there's a lot of people that aren't on that level, because they're, they're, um, mind controlled by the, the new generation, and they're part of the new generation, and they don't, they're, they're not, do they don't want to do good for themselves, I mean, I don't know them personally, but I know enough about them to where, uh, I don't want them in my life, because they're a piece of shit, basically, the people I don't, like, literally it's so it's so sad but like i've run into so many people with so many shitty ass skills like communication uh lack of loyalty uh i don't know you, you name it man just name anything messing around with their exes still i don't know talking to a bunch of dudes cheating being, i don't know these fuck these fucking fucking people are idiots nowadays it's not just that it's just 
integrity, confidence, the will to be successful. And there's a lot of people that lack it. I'm not saying that everyone should be, like, on the collision course. Let's all battle each other to see who's the best. But, like, personality and, and society-wise together, I think that it's important. And I think it would be better if people weren't so idiotic, glorifying the wrong things. I mean, that chicken sandwich shit was some stupid-ass shit, man. That was, like, one of the dumbest things i ever seen. I would I'd have taken a whole, uh... I would have taken, like, a whole box of those and burned them in front of people that really wanted them. I would have took them and sold them. I mean, some people are stupid as hell. Maybe you just need to turn tip your hat the other way. But it's like, I could have... I would just went and turned around. If you really want those sandwiches, I would have bought them and sold them for 100 a piece. You want a chance? You want the sandwich so bad? Come... I was going to say something hella fucking funny before. I was about to say something hella nasty. But then I realized, like, where I'm at. And I don't want to offend anybody. But uh, I was going to say, uh, like, I would literally probably have bought, like, all those chicken sandwiches and been able to sell them for $100. That's, like, literally how that's how desperate people are for stupid things like that. It's so stupid. I don't get it. Um, but anyways, I think we kind of talked a little too damn much about nonsense it's not nonsense though if you're persuading the mind and and talking to people about important shit really important um there's still some things i'd like to talk about still but uh i think we can get to those because we do i do have like unlimited time technically and i think like what is it I got, we should like do two podcasts or one long podcast. I just don't think anyone's want to sit around and listen to this shit for so long. <laughs> I mean, if it was like if I ended this one like this, then that would be cool for people. But like, I think about the people too. Realistically, is that weird that I think like that? Like, I I think about the people and like, I don't know. Like, I just like I think about what people want. That's the thing. If you think about that, it's, it's bad if it goes a lot of other ways. But, like, I don't let people dictate how I do anything. But I just think what's in the best interest for all types of categories of people. Like, I try to do the best for every category in a way. Like, you can't please everybody. But, like, there's things that you can do strategy-wise that would be smarter for certain things that you do. Like, just if you relate to people in a lot of ways like a normal human being would things would be a lot more solid things a lot more easier and a lot more 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 simple and more attention for you too so like i said a couple of other things were just a couple of thoughts so i don't really think there's anything else left other than like you know just talking about the storms and stuff like i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen later on but it if none of these natural disasters are affecting me and all this other shit, and I'm dead beyond when the earth explodes or a meteor hits the earth or whatever the hell happens, World War Three. if I'm not alive to experience it, then I don't give a fuck. But the, the scary thing is, like, 10 years, 5 years, 2 years, 3 years, 10 years, 11 years, 12, it just it keeps going on. The amount of years that goes by, you never know how drastically technology can change or the Earth's atmosphere or some crazy shit, man. We could be on Mars in 40 years or some crazy shit like that. Then again, we haven't went to the moon since 1970-something, so who the fuck knows what's going to happen. And uh, It's pretty interesting, though. I'm just, I'm just here for the ride. I'm here to like just be the best of me best me i can and whatever like shit happens with the earth and all that it's natural like i don't can't control it but i can uh, control how i how i respond to to life and and live it up every single step of the way that's the most important part just living it up uh you know 
looking at all the beautiful things in life, like amazing things, amazing people. That's a big thing, amazing people. And when you know how shitty the society can be in the direction that people go, and it's it's a really sad direction that people go, but um, that makes you like appreciate the good people a lot better. So like I'm I'm fine with that because it's reality, and I would I wouldn't uh, I'm not one to live in um, like a false sense of reality. Like I'm real honest with myself. Um, I can look at me right. This whole, I mean I mean basically made this whole show about me. Hey, it's a good thing though for a lot of people that are really trying to listen and get to know me better. If you want to get to know me, basically how how I am right here is how I am in real life. I don't have any anything to hide. Um, my God, dude! Whew. And um, yeah, fine. That was the final thing. I, I promise. But um, since we have we were thirty minutes deep, I was talking like thirty minutes for thirty minutes straight. But we talk about like a lot of stuff though. That's the thing. But all right. Let's get on over to the best part, the most exciting part. The 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 things I've been really thinking about, the deep 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 thoughts, deep things, um, deep fights, d- deep contests. A lot. I put a lot of deep thoughts into this this fight card. Well, not this fight card, but particularly the um, the match up specifically. And it's really interesting. I mean, UFC two forty two is Dustin. Dustin Poirier taking on uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. I mean, this this fight. Wow, it's it's interesting. It's real interesting because if you look at like you know stylistically, this is what you're gonna get every Khabib Nurmagomedov. Every time Khabib fights, you know what he's gonna do. He's 27 and 0. You know the force that he's a, the force that he is, and and everything that he is able to implement on his opponents, almost making it look easy every single time. And you know, it doesn't seem like he 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 takes a breath. It doesn't seem like he skips a beat when Khabib fights. Khabib's on you like glue. He comes forward, he gets you up against the cage, takes you down, he smashes you on the ground, gets you to the point where you, you get you will get submitted, or he'll just smash you with his vintage ground and pound. But you know, Khabib's striking slowly but surely starting to come together, and that will be the part that makes him as dominant and will make him even more scary because not only is he knocking people down like he knocked Connor down. But, uh, I mean, obviously, I don't think that happens nine times out of ten, but um, you never know, like, if they fight again or something like that, what kind of crazy things that will happen. But um, both of these men have had really illustrious careers. I mean, more so American fans are on the side knowing about Dustin Poirier a lot more. You follow his story. You follow everything that he's doing on social media. Um his his, uh, his charity work and everything is donating his fight kits and how many fights he's had. He's had 20-plus fights in UFC as, as top contender at featherweight, um, top contender at 155, and now he's a couple days away from realizing a UFC dream against one of the most baddest men on the planet in the form of Khabib Nurmagomedov, like one of the most dominant guys, dominant forces, one of the most scariest guys you can and be up against, like one of the most suffocating and overwhelming kinds of people to fight. That's the worst kind of matchup. I mean, you can train. You could. You can wrestle. You could. You could wrestle all your life. And 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 he's dominated people that have been doing this like so much longer than he has. And and you know, obviously, like I said, twenty-seven and no, but like he didn't. He didn't fight like strictly twenty-seven. Like he didn't start his career off in the UFC with twenty-seven, you no know, top-tier guys and stuff. But like it was. It was 
some other guys, you know, came to the UFC after a while, and, you know, we still remained and staked his claim and was dominant throughout his entire time. Damn, she was fine. Jesus. Um, but, like, you know, he, like I said, he's worked his way up, and, you know, he's been dominant for so long. He's dominated a lot of the best guys in the world at their best in the best of their careers and stuff, and he's slowly but surely worked his way up. And we know how crazy the landscaping is when it comes to the title shots and title fights, and, you know, Khabib won the title shot for the longest time back when he fought Rafael Dos Anjos and dominated him. Uh, he was calling for the title shot back then. So Khabib, like Tony Ferguson, for example, have uh, both been chomping at the bit for title fights for so long. And eventually Khabib obviously doesn't beat a champion. Like, a, he, 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 uh... What is it? It was like a not inaugural belt, but it was like it was for the undisputed belt. But Al, Al he was fought Ally Quinta. Ally Quinta wasn't champion, so Khabib didn't really beat any champion to become the champion, which is kind of a little murky part for me personally. But like he's the dominant force. He's a dominant champion. Deserves to be there. He's he's put the work in. He's he's done every single thing that he needs to do, and there's nobody that's been able to stop him. That that's what makes this in, this fight with Dustin Poirier interesting for me because that this is the fact that it just keeps on going it keeps on going i mean mayweather fans probably feel the same i mean every single fight that you're with with your fighter i mean look at floyd's career what is he 51 and that's fucking crazy dude 50 51 and oh he's ne never losing just imagine that what what is floyd lost in life then like personal life his personal life may be all fucking squirrely and shit, but in boxing, he hasn't ever lost. I can't imagine that feeling. I can't imagine the pressure and all that. It's a special thing. That's why it makes these athletes so special. But, like, going over to Khabib's side, he's never lost. Obviously, I feel that um, in MMA versus boxing, I mean, like the likelihood of Floyd losing for versus Khabib, I think that... I think it's more likely to see maybe Floyd lose. I don't know. Both of them are so damn good. I think they both deserve the O's. Like, they both retire undefeated, just like had Floyd did. Floyd undefeated. Undef Floyd retired undefeated. Khabib's still fighting, and he has a tough test in the form of Dustin Poirier in front of him. Now, getting on to the predictions. Not, not literally the prediction, but the side of Dustin Poirier. Dustin, uh, obviously, if you look at the body of work he's put in and the fighters that he's fought in his last few fights and his performances and his resurgence, just essentially, you know, his return back to 155 pounds that's the big thing for me you know he he fought top tier at 145 and now he he, he returned well he returned a long time ago back to 155 but um like he's he's been dominant and he's fought and and he's gotten knocked down a couple times but he's come back up and still stayed consistent still putting people away on their feet you know excellent performances and you know really putting all the work together and um like since following him i think it's been like how many years has it been but like one of the fuck what was the first time i seen it what was one of the first fights i mean, i think it was a korean zombie but it was funny a fight with korean zombie but it was so funny i still remember like the exact uh emotions and feelings and that was back when i first started fight picks and so it was like 2012 or some shit when he fought the uh, korean zombie but i was like 
I'm going for this Poirier guy. This guy looks like a, a wild man. Like, he, he's a real good fighter. I was watching, like, his highlights and stuff. And I was like, this guy is just so good. He looks so good. I think he's going to win. I think he's going to beat this Asian guy. This was me at the time, uneducated fight fan at the time. Didn't know what I was talking about. But then that's when I was, like, making picks based off how the fighters looked and the physiques and shit. That was so stupid. But now it's, like, fast forward, like, 10 years, 7 years, whatever the fuck years later. And you look at, like, the amazing, how amazing it is now looking at it, breaking it down and stuff. But it's it's really, honestly, I have to admit, this one is really, this one's real, real hard to uh, think about because I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with these two guys. It's a, it's a big fight, man. I don't know. It's like... It's like one of those. It's one of those things where you just don't know what's gonna happen. I like. I don't know what's gonna happen. But for Dustin Poirier, I mean, he has looked good. He looks good. He looked good at the open workouts. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I just feel like I'm more confident in him beating Khabib than I've felt about anyone else. As as weird as that sounds, I mean, I'm not sitting on the bandwagon. I'm not just sitting here in support. I'm a hardcore Poirier fan. Um, but like, I'm, I'm. I don't know. I just feel confident. I don't know why. It's the most confident I felt about someone beating Khabib. No, I'm not confident that Connor was going to beat Khabib. No, I didn't think anyone else that, that thought Khabib was going to beat him handily have a chance. No one. Not Michael Johnson. Uh, not Rafael Dos Anjos. Not any of the other no names. I didn't think any of these people. The, the, none of these people that I can't think of anyone that I legitimately thought at this at this point that could could beat him. Like there's no one that he's fought that's come to mind that I thought legitimately had a chance. Like none of those guys had a chance. I didn't think of it. I didn't think about it, and I don't, and I still don't think that. But there's select few people that I think may give him a lot more problems. But I feel like he give a lot more problems to a lot of other people too. That's the thing. But like, how does he fare against a, someone like a like a GSP or something like that? Like, what would happen against him and Tony Ferguson? That's a fight that we've been talking about for years. I've talked about it, broken it down a few good amount of times on this show, um, but. I just, uh, what is it? I don't know. I just, like, it's hard to think about. I don't know. I just feel confident in him. That's why. Poirier has huge power. I mean, say what you want about weight class-wise, but if you go back to the fight he had against Max Holloway, I thought that was, like, one of the best performances you can put on. I mean, that was, like, you look at how bad ass of a guy... Max Holloway is and you look at his emphatic run at 145 pounds and the dominant performances put dominant performances that he's put in up against all these really phenomenal guys all these great guys top tier guys on every single level of the game and you look at the way Dustin beat him that I mean like you don't get it I mean if you look at 145 pounds you think about that weight class for example uh who who Who's beating Max Holloway? No one. No one's beating Max. Um, nobody's caught close. Max lost to Dustin. Came back, beat Frankie Edgar. Close that chapter. Um, but, like, I mean, if you if you look at the landscape, man, there's, I just, it's still a really badass division, ran by the King, Max Holloway. And then it's just a matter of who can beat him. I mean, obviously, I feel like for for Khabib, like Khabib, for example, like I can't see anybody beating Khabib, but I feel like it's I'm closer to just seeing someone else lose that I've seen lose. But 
like, there's people, like, if this makes sense, there's people that have lost that I can't see losing now in the past. Like, you know, you have, we have these guys that we maybe have one loss or two losses or a couple of losses, but they've come back and they're, like, all of a sudden some dominant force or something. Like, Anderson Silva, when, when, he, uh, when he was uh, fighting, or when he was at the top top of his game like when he's a middleweight champion and all that like oh he had a couple losses but but who, who could beat the great guy so like losses doesn't matter like what your like your legacy and what you do what you do when it comes to all that shit that's the shit that really matters so like all right going back to the Poirier thing um fuck dude it's just hard to predict like someone puts a gun to my head that says who's gonna win I think Khabib gets it done if he if he squeaks it by if someone put a gun to my head, but that's not my prediction though. Like someone put a gun to my head, it's just hard to go against Khabib. But like I'm all about upsets. We're talking about upsets here on this very podcast on Kicking It with the King episode 198. Are you know technically we've already reached 200 episodes beyond 200 episodes, but for me reaching that two zero zero triple digits is real important for me. So. Um, Poirier, so like, okay, support. So we're we're gonna stop digressing. I'm trying to, I'm trying not to. I promise. Um, Poirier, basically, like, you know, he he has it all. He has great jujitsu. He's great on the feet. Great on the ground. Um, but going back to like, like what what we were saying about Max Holloway, the way he beat Max, there's like, oh, it's still undeniably like amazing and and one of the best featherweight fighters on the planet. One of the best fighters at featherweight. Considered the best. 145 pounds and you know it still still is uh i mean for me personally it it didn't take my belief in him out just because i saw him lose but it's it's a little it's maybe it's not different but it just shows you how good poirier is for poirier to shut max holloway out like that though for him to shut him out Completely. I mean, obviously, it was a back and forth, fun fight, and, and you know, kind of close. And even Max had his moments and still too, but just for him to shut him out like that and beat him and get the win and to put his streak away, take his streak away, man, it was it was an insane. It is insane to see it. Like, but then it also it was also also inspiring because uh, that just shows you how good he really is, and that's why I'm like. For him to do that, I mean, say what you want, featherweight, lightweight, welterweight, it's the fact that he won, and he beat that man. I mean, obviously, like I said, weight classes do truly matter, but damn, it's like, what is it, 10 pounds, but realistically, how much do they really weigh in the cage and stuff, so, I don't know, man, um, it's just, it's just an interesting matchup, I mean, the, the game plan would be to, uh, you know, obviously, you know what Khabib's going to do. Khabib's going to wrestle. Khabib's going to look to take you down and smash you on the ground and, you know, eventually tap you out, smash you into submission, knock you out, do whatever Khabib does. Obviously, his win over Connor seemed pretty handily. He handled Connor with ease. So, I mean, obviously, Connor has had a lot of uh, troubles with uh, his cardio and his energy and a lot all his losses. Uh, by submission, if I'm not mistaken, um, if I'm not, I'm sorry, but like a lot of his losses are by submission and, you know, pressure and he, he, he slows down and, uh, you know, after a while he gets tired and pace slows down and Khabib was that kryptonite cause Khabib's a pace that never slows down. So he was, uh, Connor 
is known for is obviously like you know he's gone the distance and stuff but there's moments in fights where he he tends to slow down and he he has to take second wins but then like there's people that don't take those second wins in those fights and they that's why they're ahead of him so that's what happened to him in that fight and you know just Khabib's Khabib Khabib did what he needed to do but Khabib obviously is beatable you just someone you've got to have somebody that doesn't let him implement his game and that is Dustin Poirier, and I feel like Dustin really has put a lot of hard work in, and you know definitely shows and and just and, and is the true definition of a true warrior spirit and someone who really has put some work in. Will that be enough? That's the interesting part because Khabib will come at you and won't stop. Like he's gonna he's gonna take you down. It's, it's suffocating, suffocating pressure. And I don't know. You, you people say they're pressured in life and stuff. When you feel that kind of pressure, whew, good luck, man. Pack up, pack like. A hundred lunches. One lunch is not a good enough. You 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 better pack a fucking lunch because you're gonna go fucking crazy, dude. It's it's, it's insane. Um, it's it's crazy how much kind of pace that he can put on these guys and and make great fighters look so fucking shitty. I mean, all these people that he's fought have had great careers and great moments, and I can think of all the all the beautiful moments in their careers, too. I mean, Edson Barbosa, he's fighting in the co-main event versus Paul Felder, a rematch. Great fight. Great fight the first time. Um, I'm pretty sure a great fight the second time. Man, she was so fucking sexy, dude. Like, swear to God, Mexican girls are, like, the best. Uh, they literally are. I, like, literally love Mexican, Mexican girls since I was four years old. That's, like, embedded in my blood. But um, what I was going to say about, like, the, the fight, like, the, like, it, like, for me, like I was saying, like, the, it's hard. It's really, really hard. I'm really honest with myself, too. So I'm, like, I don't know why. I just can't. I mean, Khabib is so good. That's a thing. And I don't know what it is. Like, it's just such a hard fight. Like, I'm very confident in Poirier takedown defense. I mean, and his skill and his IQ and his coach, Mike Brown, and his whole staff at American Top Team is so amazing. I mean, I don't think there's been... I mean, Khabib has... Khabib's defended his, uh, his title. Bef- yeah, all right, he has. I said that I said that thing about uh, Mexican girls. This is cute one who was walking by me, like, as I was speaking. I'm going to tell you... I'm going to tell you where I'm at, but... That's where I will, basically at school. I was at school, and that's the best part about it. I was telling uh, one of my friends yesterday about uh, about the fact that I don't have to have a fucking computer or some shit to do my show. I can just do it freehand. So I'm sitting here talking into a microphone. People are looking at it and they're seeing what the fuck is this guy doing? Is he on the phone or what the hell is he doing? So that's what I did. Um, but it should be a great fight, though. Overall, I mean, I think like if Poirier does stand a chance i mean he i think confident in his skills too but like you know i do think that uh like if it if he does hurt him and does have th- some things to offer him on the feet and stuff like that and, and and gives him some problems that khabib hasn't uh faced then i think definitely like that definitely will be a, a huge factor because like if he can um we haven't seen many people do it but if people if he can stop his wrestling and his grappling and you know just completely shut it off and and uh like you know neutralize what what khabib's like the best at and stuff i think that it will be a different fight but 27 fight well i I haven't watched 27 of khabib's fights but all of khabib's fights no one's been able to do it met michael johnson had a little moment but he didn't like stagger khabib he didn't drop khabib and khabib was on khabib was on a like you know on wobbly legs i mean he did stagger him he did hurt him but uh like, uh, 
It wasn't like, oh, Khabib adjusted, and he took him down, and he smashed him. No ifs, ands, or buts. But, uh, it, I mean, Khabib adjusts to his opponents. He figures them out. He wears them out. And he has unstoppable cardio. Like, you can't get tired with Khabib. That's my concern. You can be prepared. You can sprawl. I mean, that's the thing. I, I'm realistic. I love Dustin Poirier. And I, like I said, I haven't, I've never sat and said that I felt confident in someone beating Khabib, the undefeated, the scary, absolute monster. I don't think anybody can beat him. I said that. and But I, I also said that I have never had confidence in someone like I have for Poirier, for Tony Ferguson. If not Poirier, then it's Tony Ferguson. Maybe that's what God's trying to teach us is that fight doesn't hasn't happened because that's the guy to do it if it's not Poirier. But for, for me, what I was going to say real quick was the um, sprawling. You can, you can practice all the different uh, positions you can get. You can chain wrestle. You can have people who are real good with wrestling and, and, and real good with pacing and, and you know, pressure against the cage and implementing everything that Poirier most likely will be seeing, you know, various shades of it. But... You know, I just think the cardio thing. Cardio. I mean, if you... I mean, Poirier has really good cardio. That's the thing. I could be talking out my ass right now and be biting my words on Monday morning or Saturday night, basically. But, uh... The cardio is what concerns me the most about anyone fighting Khabib because he just has some crazy-ass fucking cardio. I mean, the man wrestled bears. It's crazy. But, um... Poirier's best chances on winning is probably keeping Khabib on the outside and hurting him with his punches, you know, keeping him on the back foot. You know, Khabib, what's what's Khabib going to do if he can't take him down? If it's a stand-up war, if it's a stand-up fight and there's no grappling, there's no takedowns, it's a straight-up stand-up battle, Khabib's going to lose. Khabib is going to lose. As crazy as that sounds, he is going to lose if that happens. He has to pressure him. He has to take Poirier down. He has to initiate the clinch. He has to he has to take a couple of risks. He has to put himself in harm's way. Otherwise, he will lose. That's every Khabib fight. I mean, the fact that he's undefeated. All this, all of these different things play into that same factor. He has to do this or he will lose. So him doing this is a testament to his hard work and his dedication to his skill. And, you know, he's one of the most dominant forces that we've seen i've never seen anybody like him like his i mean obviously other than gsp and stuff but like i mean for me i was thinking about like who could stop gsp and like his takedown so that, that's the only other time i really thought about takedowns other than like tito or T's back in the day but uh like i never thought about it. like i don't think of anyone that could uh stop the takedowns like of gsp because gsp was like best at takedowns and you know initiating and, and and just that was one of the big uh that was one of the big factors for me is like who stops gsp's takedowns who can stop khabib's takedowns but no one's that's the thing i still have unanswers like i still have unanswers about gsp like no one's beating him he's one of the best in the world that's my number one best fighter in the world for me gsp for sure just the fact that only two people have beaten him and he's come back and beaten everyone else Obviously, still top contenders, and there's still badass motherfuckers and new generations of of really dominant fighters. But he still came back, beat Bisping. Bisping was kind of on his way out career-wise when it comes to it. But you know, um, 
like just seeing what happened with uh the seeing like I mean I would like to see him against a lot of these top contenders but I don't think necessarily that that I will get to see that but it's all right I mean but going to Khabib is that like you know the skill the skills that he has and he's still getting better I mean he says he only has a few fights left but like I think that he could he could definitely fight a lot more fights I'm not I'm not watching him to see him lose i mean but then again whoever beats him it's gonna be insane to see what happens like who does it how it happens the way it happens and the method and you know just it's just fucking crazy to think about i mean this this fight game's pretty crazy man i like really literally like you know you never know what's gonna happen unexpected shit happens fights get made that you never thought that were gonna be made and you know end up turning in some of the most amazing fights maybe and and just it, it people pull out people do different things and the sport's crazy man it's like you never know what's gonna happen i mean the fights that get made the unpredictability everything dude there's so many different factors that come into this kind of a fight game like the fight game the fight world all this stuff all this stuff comes into mind and that's the important part i mean like like i've, I've been i've been in this sport for 10 years man 10 years and counting, probably longer, dude, probably 10 years plus, but, like, I've seen so much, I've, I've, I've watched a lot of fights, I've been with a lot of fighters throughout the years, I've studied their careers, studied them, watched thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of fights, and, and learned so much throughout this game, so, like, I, we all know, like, as hardcore fight fans and stuff like that, we know how crazy this game could be, so, it's a pleasure to be a part of it, however, this shit can get crazy sometimes, but yeah, man, it could be versus Poirier. It's gonna be huge in Abu Dhabi. I mean, you got Paul Felder versus uh, uh, Paul Felder and Dustin Poirier. I think are, all, if I'm not mistaken, the only Americans on the card. I feel like I'm wrong. But then you got the whole Dagestan crew, Khabib and his crew. You got a uh, Zubara. Uh, Zubaira returning. You got Islam Makachev. You got um, and you got Khabib, obviously, and and the rest of the crew. And there's some other guys too. I just, I can't fucking pronounce their names, so it's hard. But um, it'll be interesting and see what happens, especially if Poirier shocks the world, man. Because we talked about it on this podcast. I've talked about it a bunch of times, and I've I've said that. Like I mean, I haven't said that there's someone to beat Poirier, uh, beat uh, Khabib, but there is someone for everyone if you're one of those people. But if Khabib retires undefeated, man, all pleasure to him, and you know, this shows how damn good he really is. And and for Abu Dhabi, man, Abu Dhabi looks nice. I mean, it it looks like it's hot there. I'm like that would be one place I would like to go, man. It seems like they just live it up like every single day when you go there. Like I want somewhere that like some place where I feel like they live it up. I mean, the people there are so welcoming. They welcome fight culture and stuff. And like if you're you're all about that life, man, and that's the best part about it because like they. Uh, they represent. They love it. Fight culture. They host a lot of fight uh, cards and stuff. I mean, they literally built an arena for UFC, and then a few months later, they took it down. Like they they built an arena. Like you get an arena, you keep the arena. It stayed up there, but like they literally have so much money. They're they're like you cut someone open, you see fucking dollar bills coming out. But uh, like. They built, like, I can't believe they built a fucking arena for the UFC and they took it down. I think it's only, like, around the time where, like, they know that there's going to be an event there. So, okay, we have, we're having an event here in December or we're having an event here next year in March. Let's start construction now and have the arena ready by that time it goes. And it'll probably just sit there. Literally probably just sit there. These dudes could, like, 
buy I literally could probably go and buy like five cars in one day if they wanted to, or five or more, man. Probably you, ten times more than that. They don't ever have to worry about anything there. Obviously, the only thing you really have to worry about is the heat. But if you have an air conditioner or some shit like that out there, you're all good. But I don't know. I've never been to Abu Dhabi. So, I mean, that would be kind of cool to go. That's, like, on my top list of places to go. Like, I like Japan, uh, Abu Dhabi, and uh, probably a lot of other places, too, man. I can't think of the top of my head. I mean, I like Los Angeles. I like I like all these attractive places. I always want to go to Florida. Um, I mean... There's a lot of places that I would like to go because, uh, like, of the great gyms there. And now, obviously, like, like Florida. Florida is a good one because of, like, American Top Team and all the huge uh, amount of uh, great bodies they have there. I mean, Albuquerque, where John Jones is. I mean, all these great guys. All these, I mean, I want to go where the best guys are. I want to go where the best, best trainers are. I want to go with the people with the highest IQs. I, I want to go places where there's people that I know have had success with them. Like I said, everyone doesn't mesh with, with everyone. But, like, for me, I just I feel like I'm different, man. I have an open mind. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to, you know, be open to learning new things. I can put it all together. That's the thing. That's why I suggest that I would do that. Because, like, not only do I, do I know and feel that I have all that potential and all the, the skills and, and everything to be the baddest man on the planet one of the well, one of the, the baddest men there's several baddest men on the planet and women too but I, 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 I'm on a quest man I'm on a quest to be great and there's nobody that's going to take that away from me so like I said can't wait for that one fight predictions Ooh. the hardest part about this is because deep down in my heart I don't fucking know I almost want to just like eliminate picking on fights betting I just, I, I can't, though. that's the thing, because I just know when there's fights and I know what's going to happen. I just know, no, no, I just know exactly how it's going to go. I want, I, it fuels my ego in a way. Like, if I know I'm right and shit, and it actually happens, and I call upsets, or I talk about things that people are against, or, you know, I go against someone that everyone's rooting for, or something like that, and I, I pick things that people aren't picking and shit. I mean, that fuels my ego. That's why I can do it. That's, but there's just, like, there's select, like, competitions and select fights that I just can't sit and, and, and actually make it a legitimate um I can't make a legitimate uh prediction because it's that good man it doesn't happen all the time it gets easier as time goes by but it's like I can't some of these man uh, Khabib Tony Ferguson I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen you never know John Jones fighting Anthony Johnson Oof, if that happened who knows what would happen in that one they seen John fight a real power striker like that how crazy would that shit be but um yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's crazy to see, uh, crazy to see it. But um, overall, I think the experience in Abu Dhabi is going to be absolutely stunning. It will be history defining. Um, reported was reported that it would be potentially one of the highest uh, watched and attended event. Not highest attended, probably, but like the most watched, the most numbers. It's going to bring in the most numbers. So it's going to be interesting because obviously, like I said. My, I, I, I want to talk about this now and kind of segue into this since you know, this man has been brought up in the news as of late. Well, as of late, he's been in the news for 
non-related fight things. Well, technically fight things, but Connor's over here punching old men and, and, and throwing people's phones on the floor like that. So, I mean, my whole thing of this whole Connor thing. Connor's, I mean, obviously has a history with Khabib and stuff, but Connor's, I mean, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but for me, I don't think they should be looking at Connor getting the next shot at the title after the winner of Khabib Poirier. No, there's no scenario where that happens in my head. I don't see why the hell they would go with that. There's no, there, I have no interest seeing Conor rematch with Khabib because Con, I don't think Conor's going to change. He's not going to change that. Like, it, it, the cardio is still the same. I mean, he did the same thing in the Nate fight. I, I'm not saying that he, he, he doesn't have the skills. Like, he has phenomenal skills and shit like that. But I just don't think he can beat him. I'm just being honest. I don't, I don't think he can beat him. I'm just going to be completely, completely honest. I mean, Conor? Really? Conor? Conor? Who, I mean, Connor's being some damn good guys, really good people, but he hasn't, like, he hasn't beat Khabib. If he, if he would have uh, did something in that fight to really prove to me that, that I mean, winning that third round, Khabib was taking that round off. So take that out, take that out of consideration. But, like, if he would have did something to really convince me that, that he can beat him, I don't think he can beat him, though, man. It's, it's, it's fighting. You can't be, I, I, I legitimately pay attention to skill and fact and, she looked like she would ruin my life in a good way. Um, but it's just, yeah, out of all people, no, 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 I will never believe in, in any sense of direction unless, unless Hail Mary happened and he hit, he cracked him, he stopped him real fast. I mean, I, I would love to see it again just because I would want to see the improvements if there is any improvements that Connor would make. It would be interesting to see that, but for for Khabib, I can't think of any high stakes profile fight, high profile fights for him because, like, obviously he's he's Khabib, and you know I feel like where he's at, you know, these only big fights for Khabib. I mean, no one's talking about Khabib versus the rest of the contenders. There, there's only three people that have been talking about Khabib, or four maybe. GSP, he has the fights with GSP. Um, he has a fight a fight with Connor, fight with Poirier, and a fight with Tony Ferguson. Other than that, there's nothing else um, that I feel is, you know, there's nothing that I'm thinking of that would be a good fight for him. I mean, if you guys can name some people, I, but I guarantee you if you name some people that aren't those people I named, there are no names, and I'm not going to fight the rest of the top contenders in the division. Like, doesn't matter. If they're not a name, if I don't know who they are, I'm not fighting them. I'm not getting paid. For, I'm not going to have low ratings for people I don't know, that I don't, that no one knows who they are. I'm a legacy, legacy fire. That's the way I look at it. Khabib's a legacy guy. Like he, he talked, he's talked about it so long. I mean, you know, he even him and Dustin Poirier both said that Tony should fight for the title next. I do believe that because Tony did get stripped of the belt, uh, not stripped, but like obviously, like he got injured, so they they, they did strip him. But like he, he earned the right to fight for the belt, and has he's on a twelve fight win streak. Um, obviously, just fought in June. Came back after his injury. Looked good against uh, Cerrone. Obviously, the, the ending wasn't uh, fan-friendly in a lot of ways because of the unfortunate stoppage because of the eye. The eye injury never blow your nose when you're when your eye when you're when you break your nose. But uh, it was it was insane. Um, but you know, landscape-wise, I do think that those are the only fights, and I can't really 
I, I can't see past unless some serious contender comes out and emerges and really proves, you know, like the next big star, the next big thing. If someone really emerges in, in a couple of years or less than that, then I guess I will I will consider it. But right now, I just don't feel like there's anyone that can beat Khabib out there that, I mean, or any big fights for him after these fights. I mean, I mean, there's people that can beat, probably can beat him if they're very, very lucky. I mean, you got to be a special athlete to really be able to do that. So if that ends up happening... Man, I'll be shocked. I don't know. I, that may be one of the biggest shockers that I may have in my life out of watching sports. I mean, uh, some of the biggest moments in, in UFC history i have been some of the biggest shockers in my own life because, uh, ooh, um, like, you know, Ronda, when Ronda lost, when Jose Aldo lost, um, when Conor lost, uh, when Anderson Silva lost, um, John Jones lost. I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking kidding. John Jones has never lost. That's why I'm saying, like, all these people are undefeated, having all these crazy-ass careers and stuff, undefeated, dominant, and makes these guys real special. So, I mean, all those moments I just listed right now were times of, like, basically, like, just biggest shocking moments. Obviously, like, Masvidal, Askren one was crazy, too. I think the world agrees on that. Every single person in the world agrees that was, like, the craziest thing. I mean, five seconds, three seconds in, actually. He knocks him out with the flying knee in three seconds. Prepared for, like, eight weeks plus. But I, I knew, I mean, honestly, I... I just felt like even even without that flying knee, just for just for a fun fact, I do think George still could have beat him. I mean, obviously Ben has Ben has the good takedowns and, and great grappling and shit like that. But if you look at uh, at George's body of work, I mean, it seems like the amount of like fights he's had, and just like how could you not stop a dude? It's only thing Ben's doing is going for a takedown, being sloppy. He's not gonna knock me out, and he's not gonna. I mean, he'll submit you, but he's not gonna knock you out. But he's gonna sloppy entries and takedowns and slow Ben's slow man I, uh, to be honest with you I, just, I think he's pretty slow like not slow as in like in the head but just slow style wise like I think like when a calculated striker like George I think even if it did last longer than five seconds um it would have uh it would have really posed it would have posed a lot of problems though I think definitely um but yeah Five seconds in, it happened. It happened, and the future, the future is the future now. Um, damn, she smelled like a dude, uh, like dude perfume or dude cologne. Uh, um, my legs are getting tired from sitting down though. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what else do we have. You got anything else left? Did we talk about everything? Um. But, yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much think we covered everything. I mean, there wasn't any, like, like any anything that I think we forgot. But then again, we, we tend to talk for hours and stuff. So who truly knows? But, um, yeah, well, well, let me look let me look real quick and make sure because I usually hate when that happens. Like, you forget shit. And um, I don't like to do that, especially not on a good show like this. Like I said, this is episode 199, and uh, we have episode 200 coming up next week, and what an episode that will be, because regardless of the results and stuff, and like the main event, shit still, there will still be some shit to talk about next week for sure. So, I mean, I can't wait for that. Um, 
Ah, okay. Interesting one. Interesting one. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one. Um, so, I mean, I heard Ariel's show yesterday, and um, or today I'm still finishing it up, kind of. Uh, um, but if you listen to the latest uh, Helwani show, you can see um, Dominic Cruz was on, and you guys know I love Dominic Cruz. I mean, it's it's a privilege to be able to learn from someone in like that like not like just as a fight fan and as a fighter and as a as a uh, someone that's real deep into the mind and, and real fascinated by shit like that and just real motivated by when he speaks like everything just everything he says it's like per- essentially perfect like not literally like nobody's perfect but like what he says and how he says it and just the the knowledge that he has, the IQ that he has, like everything that he has is so smart. Like I I've never heard of somebody like that. Like I've heard of a lot. I've met a lot of really smart people, but someone that that's able to explain shit like that, I'm like I could listen to him talk for three hours long straight. Maybe even listen to him talk the whole day. I mean, as smart as Cruz is. Like, I heard him, and obviously that's what everyone's waiting for because obviously the cringe. We'll talk about Henry and Suhudo in a second, too, and I'll give my thoughts on that since we'll just catch up on a lot of shit that's been going on and <laughs> well, the shit I've been paying attention to. But, like, I like Cruz's assessment of Suhudo, and I do like that fight, man. I, I'm not I'm not a guy that really focuses, oh, on the, on, the, on the top contenders, oh, who deserves it, and all that. He made a good point on on that interview yesterday talking about like who who's the person that says that people deserve something like that that was a huge that was a really a uh, good thing like there's no person oh dana white or this guy or that girl or this person that says you deserve like you deserve nobody deserves stuff like just because you deserve it doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get it we've talked about that so many times in the past like you can deserve a shot i mean tony deserves to fight for the title is tony fighting for the title on saturday no khabib and poirier are or dustin poirier is not not tony colby deserved to fight for a world title got the interim belt didn't fight it's happened multiple times or someone gets passed over for someone else just like people uh we're against Wei Li Zhang getting a title fight, and, and, and that fight, oh, this fight's going to be boring, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes and starches her in and, and less than a minute. First, cha- first Chinese-born UFC champion. Denied all the haters. Shut them out. So, <laughs> sky's the limit, man. And, like I said, for Cruz, obviously he's been out for three years and you know uh, if you know of his career he has been suffering with a lot of injuries and back to back he'll come back and loot he'll come back I mean and you know obviously when like he, he came back uh, after being gone for so long came back stopped to KO Mizugaki with strikes and then uh came um and then he fought TJ Dillashaw beat TJ Dillashaw and then um he went from there to fight Cody Garbrandt and the craziest thing about all this was one thing I was thinking too was just if you look at Cruz, I mean, Cruz, only only thing people like to bring up is him being injured or his body being frail or being fragile. But then no one wants to talk about what Cody Garbrandt was able to do to him. It's just so insane how Co- Cody went from beating Dominic Cruz looking essentially perfect against Dom and making Dom come after him and making him, uh, uh, you know, chase him and, and not look like Dominic Cruz, but just to look at the performance that Cody put on against Dominic, but then to see Cody fall prone to TJ Dillashaw and, you know, you know the rest of the story. You know, three fights in a row. 
KO losses or TKO, KO, TKO, whatever you want to say. It's just, it's insane to see that. But then look at how Cruz beat TJ and, and stuff like that. And, you know, Cejudo beat TJ too. So, and more impressively than Dominic did. But, you know, for what I was going to say about deserving and stuff, I mean, I see the list of these top contenders. I'm not stupid. I know there's just, there's a log jam at 135 pounds, and there's a lot of great guys in these weight classes, both at 135, at 170, 155 pounds. All these different fight, fight uh, weight classes, there's top-tier guys that deserve to fight for the belt or essentially fight a couple fights and and, and be, go for the belt after that or something like that. But, um... I'm in the era, and I think we're in the era of what fight's going to get the most interesting. What's, what the fuck was that? Oh, what, what, what fights are going to uh, get the most people excited? And if you think about it, I mean, it can make, it does pretty much make sense. I mean, are you going to pay for something that nobody's watching? Are you going to be a part of that where everyone, like, something, are you going to want to watch something that everyone's going to watch? Like... So basically, like, what I mean is everyone wants to watch this fight, okay, or this football game. Everyone's watching the Super Bowl, right? Everyone joins together. Everyone pays tickets. Everyone watches the Super Bowl. Everyone turns on TV. Everyone uh, gets friends and family together and has a, have, have a huge Super Bowl party, right? People do those kinds of things. But styles-wise, I don't know. That was a horrible analogy, by the way. I, I sincerely apologize. You've been talking for an hour and 19 minutes, so, by the way, too. Um... But, like, and uh, if you look at the t- tenders that we have, it, it, it's more along the lines of what's going to get the most money, what's going to be the most attractive for the UFC, what's going to get the most people wanting to pay for these or see these fights. Like, they build up all these fights and they sell them and they promote them perfectly. It gets people interested. If you have someone that's not interesting or someone that doesn't know how to promote themselves or sell something or it's just not an interesting fight, that doesn't deserve to be the headliner. That's not going to be a headliner. And title fights are usually headliners, and that's the thing, like... When you look at all these big fights for Khabib, I mean, you can give him a top contender, for example, and, you know, it's not it's not what people want to see. I mean, obviously, there is a top contender for Khabib, but I was just saying, for example, like, if you give a, like, for at 135, the reason why I don't have a problem with this matchup is because it's legacy. It's it's style fights. It's it's, it's legacy fights. It's not all these, I don't know, I don't care about the top contenders. I mean, it's cool. I mean, legitimately, if I were, if like, a world champion, I would defend my title against these. I'll shut all these top contenders down and stuff like that, but... But we're, we're, we're in an era where we look at it like that. What's going to get the most asses in the seats? What's going to make the most money? What's going to get the most attention? That's what you want to do because it generates money. We are in a gen- money-generated kind of world. Like money, money r- runs deep. I mean, look at the president. It's all about, he's all t- always tweeting, always talking about employment. And, you know, a lot of people do shit for money and shady shit and all this shit. So we're in a trend of money. People like to make money. And the UFC's smart, obviously, with the WME, IMG era and stuff. And, you know, money's a huge deciding factor. And also, these fighters are. Because what fights the people want to see are the ones that, you know, the fans rally together and people want to see them and they eventually happen. The UFC puts together the best matchups because they know those are the fights that the fans want to see and they also know that both these fighters are guys that are going to bring it bring it, and always bring it. Oh, well, guys and women, women and men that are going to bring 
bring it every single time. I mean, some of these best fights that get announced are some damn good fights. I mean, all these fight announcements and all these all these uh, people who get booked against each other, these are hardcore good fights. I mean, especially all the big fights. So I like Cruz versus Cejudo. It's very interesting because they do have TJ Dillashaw in common and uh, Demetrius. D- Demetrius Johnson and TJ Dillashaw probably the biggest wins. The only, like Cruz said, the only people he hasn't fought is Marlon Marias. Um, but... I mean, Marlon's coming off a loss, uh, as well as um, Cruz. But for, for me, Legacy stands out. He was the longest reigning champion, first champion in the UFC, uh, first bantamweight champion in the UFC, longest reigning defending uh, bantamweight champion, beat the likes of uh, Demetrius Johnson, TJ Dillashaw, Marlon Marias, knocked out Wilson Hayes. I mean, Cejudo's done a lot. Cruz has done a lot. Obviously, people want to say, oh, he's coming off a loss. Oh, he hasn't fought in three years. Okay, I've seen that happen so many times, but it's, it's irrelevant at this point, man. I mean, Cejudo versus, oh, Aljamain Sterling. Okay, it's just another average fight. Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. That's going to be a big fight. Everyone's going to tune in for that one. Everyone's going to want a piece of the pie. There's going to be a lot of people aiming and angling for that fight and I think that's an interesting fight to make because I love Cruz and I think that his movements and and Cejudo claims he's a new king triple champion triple c I'm not knocking his accolades I'm not knocking the skills but I am also really tired of of, of the cringe and I'm really like exhausted man I'm not, I'm not tired I'm just annoyed like I don't pay attention I muted him on Twitter I unfollowed him muting him muted because he's annoying man like the intergender shit like realistically dude how accurate is that going to happen how is the UFC going to do that why even entertain it I mean obviously I understand that he is marketing himself he is uh he is obviously like uh um like obviously marketing himself is getting a lot of attention people are talking about him either you like him or you don't the fact is that he's doing the right things this personally for me it's it's pretty annoying honestly it's like a little kid you're talking to a little kid, little, <laughs> little kid, little Henry Cejudo. Um, you see that picture of Dominic Cruz sizing up Henry Cejudo, a little fake picture of, of him doing that? That was hilarious, man. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good, it's an interesting fight. I mean, like I said, Cejudo's excellent. I, I, I do enjoy his interviews. He is pretty entertaining, but the cringe, like, it's as of late, man. It's just too much to really think about, but... I like that fight. I think it's interesting. I'm going to watch UFC 242 um, home at home this weekend. I'm going to relax. I'm going to continue, like I said, to uh, work on the mind stuff. I promise you, dude, the mind things is so important. And your the way your mind works and your utilization of all your tools in your brain and stuff and being able to do all those kinds of things, it's really important and it's really beneficial because it, it's, it's, it's important because... Like I said, your life is your life. Your brain is your brain. Your mind is your mind. You've got to use these things in the best shape and form. You got to be willing to succeed. You got to be willing to go to the fire. You got to be willing to do all these different kinds of things. And that's what I do. I mean, I, I love to learn. I'm an avid learner. I'm an avid thinker. I, I'm very dedicated to learning and, and writing and learning all these new things and opening myself up for all these different aspects of life that I never thought I would learn. Man, I never thought I'd be obsessed with learning. I mean, I should be in school. But the thing about school is, like, I don't like to be quizzed on my knowledge. 
Like, I don't, I mean, I like to be quizzed. I like to test myself, but I don't want to be fucking, I don't want to take a test or fucking uh, freaking finals and shit. No, dude, I'm learning this shit. I'm absorbing it and I'm using it for the future. That's the way I think about it. But uh, that is it for us today, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you guys for sticking around and joining us here on Kicking It With The King, episode 198. I appreciate you guys for joining us. Like I said, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at GTheKingMMA. Um, follow the podcast page at KWTKPod on Instagram and Twitter. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, try to be as active as possible on there. On my Snapchat as well, at GTheKingMMA. Uh, and you can add my other one at GMeeker underscore MMA as well too because I'm active on both of them I try to be active as of late um, because of different audiences and different people and shit like that you get me um, like I said Instagram facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez uh, I think uh, facebook.com slash G the King MMA if you're that eager to get in contact or talk to me just fucking send me a message on Twitter I don't know why I post all these links. You never know who's listening. That's why I said everything. Um, our show is available anywhere you get your podcast: Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, um, iTunes, like I said, Apple Podcasts, iPhones rock. Um, battery sucks, though. Battery life on iPhones suck. Um, Android, we're available everywhere. Um, shout out to Anchor Radio real quick, ladies and gentlemen. If you are trying to start your own podcast, if you're trying to join the movement, if you're trying to be a part of the world and spread your knowledge, I'd say Anchor is the app for you. I haven't seen any other apps in the world that do what Anchor has and uh, accomplish what Anchor has done already in a short amount of time. I mean, having amount of people, thousands of thousands of people um, in the world of podcasting, Anchor makes it easier for you. It's easy as one, two, three, literally. Like, he guides you through every step of the way, like, the process. And, um, damn. And, like, he guides you through step by step with the audio voice recorded. To guide you through at a very calm pace. Really easy to get use, use of it. It's super easy to use. It guides you through it. And the best part about it is that the fact that you, once you're finished with the podcast, man, you just type your shit in, what the podcast about, description, and so on, so forth. Post it automatically to all those platforms. Pretty amazing. Damn, that girl had a low-cut shirt, bro. She's walking, his titties were bouncing, like, looking right at me. Like, some of these girls will, like, check me out. They know what's up, though. But then again, I don't mess with hoes like that. I mean, anyways. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Kicking It With The King. We will be back next week with episode 190. Oh, episode 200. What the fuck's wrong with me? Was it 200? Let me just make sure really quick. No, episode 199. Yeah, episode 199. I would be kind of pressured. Oh, wait, episode... No, that was episode 199. No, episode 200. What the fuck? See, we've been on for a little too long. That's why, like, I can't do four-hour podcasts like Helwani does, dude. That's why. But anyways, guys, one last time. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back next week. G, the king, out, baby.